0: Oh yeah, real lifers, citizens of the world, welcome to the Real Life Global Movement where our mission is to inspire, empower, and connect the world through English. We believe that English should be a fun and enriching part of your life that you can practice and enjoy it whenever and wherever you want. Are you tired of boring lessons that suck the life out of your learning? Are you ready to step up your game and become a kick ass English speaker? Well, we're here to guide and inspire you on your journey to true lifelong fluency. It's time to stop just learning English and start living it. Can again? Oh Aw, yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, effective, and
2: Fantabulous.
0: Way to learn English. (laughs) So download this podcast now and listen to us while you're stuck in traffic, waiting in line at the bank, eating a pizza, or
2: looking out the window.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm joined today in the virtual studio with our special guest... Who is actually? I'm not sure if you you know this, Jessica, but you are the second female ever what? to appear on this show. Jessica Beck, what's up?
2: <laughs> I'm I'm proud to be the second female, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's only episode one hundred and seven. I think we have a you know good enough excuse to only have one other female on this show so far, right?
2: Oh my god! Your your homework is to find some female <laughs> conversation partners. I, that shouldn't be a problem, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's happened to be a problem for some reason. And the, the only other female we've had, we've actually had her on twice, Lujamila. For those of you who remember, the two episodes of mm-hmm. Lovely Lujie. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us today, Jessica. Uh, did you want to just quickly tell the real life English crew who you are, what you're all about, and yeah. uh, maybe about your project as well?
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. So my name is Jessica Beck, as he said, and I am a co-host on a podcast called IELTS Energy. Um, I'm an author. I've written 14 textbooks now. So most of them are, um, test prep, which does not have to be boring. So my goal of all my projects, the podcast, the course, my books is to make test prep interesting and motivating um, and of course to help people pass the IELTS test so yeah so we created a new IELTS course called three keys IELTS um, and you guys can get access to this course if you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash seven that's s-e-v-e-n
0: oh yeah so you actually from all ears am I right
2: yeah, yeah, so the, there's the general English podcast, the All Ears English podcast, um, mm-hmm. and then we've, I'm just on the IELTS Energy podcast, so okay. it's, it's connected to All Ears English, but it's totally snowballed, and we're blowing up now, it's its <laughs> become like this huge thing now, so um, yeah, we have our own website, tons of free resources, lots of video tips from me about the test, um, and mm-hmm. then, like I said, our core is amazing so
1: awesome. everyone should
2: check that out yeah
0: <laughs> some good vocabulary just mentioned that you said to snowball what does it mean to snowball
2: yeah so if you imagine if you imagine like getting uh, making a small snowball in your hands and mm-hmm. then you make it bigger and bigger by rolling it in the snow yeah mm-hmm. so you could keep that image in your head that's what it means to get bigger and bigger to grow
0: Mm-hmm. It's like gaining traction as well, I guess you could say.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess not only to get bigger, but in a positive way, right? Usually, no. I guess snowball can be negative too.
0: A snowball effect, I guess. So, yeah, if something bad happens, then more bigger, badder things happen. It's a negative yeah. snowball effect, right?
2: That's true. Yeah. So let's let's try and stick to the positive aspect. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's say. Hopefully, this podcast
0: say- will snowball in a positive way.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And also, uh, obviously, you're you're also representing all ears. What do you mean, all ears? When would we use the expression "I'm all ears"?
2: Oh yeah, so we actually use that a lot. Still, this is this is one of those idioms that I think students might see on a worksheet or something. Mm -hmm. Um, When you know, usually nine out of ten of those idiom worksheets are like pointless like they don't work anymore no one says them but like all ears we actually do use so if you say I'm all ears it means you have all my attention I am listening to you only
0: okay awesome that's great to hear and also just before we get this uh before we get this podcast rolling snowballing maybe <laughs> there you uh, go. way to work that <laughs> in Chad yeah <laughs> I just wanted to uh, quickly teach you like we teach all the other guests on the Real Life Radio podcast is oh, how no. to do the famous <laughs> aww yeah. <laughs> so it's just an aww followed by a yeah.
2: Oh God, this is complicated. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, am I, so should I practice or should I just go for it?
0: I think you could probably wing it and just nail it okay. straight off the bat.
2: Sweet. Because I'm that talented. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you ready? Okay. Okay. Aw, yeah.
0: oh yeah. That was perfect. Because some people say, oh, yeah, instead of the aw, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That's totally wrong. It's totally, yeah. totally different, different yeah. meaning.
0: And you nailed it straight away. Good job. Sweet.
2: Thanks. Okay. Well, you know, I'm American. I picture that as being kind of an American thing, no?
0: Sure. It is kind of American. I guess you're right.
2: Yeah. But no but also- you do it really well. You know. <laughs> you're not an American, but you nail it too, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> a lot of people mistake me for an American sometimes. I think my Australian accent has kind of turned a little bit of a, a Yankee accent, an American accent.
2: Is that do you think that's because you're an English teacher living outside of your country, so like yeah. the people you interact with are for like all different English accents?
0: definitely and i guess also just the amount of time teaching english you yeah. you have to kind of neutralize your accent otherwise people right. don't pick up on your accent i mean they don't understand what you're saying if you have such a really strong accent so you're always totally really conscious of making your accent really neutral and kind of easy to understand <laughs>
2: yeah i um i taught in taiwan for 6 years and my my husband's south african so i knew a lot of other south africans obviously um and there was a one nothing against south africans okay just putting (laughs) that out there this is just an isolated example but one of our Afrikaans friends like super strong accent you know um she just she like after being there for like a decade seriously teaching english she's like oh i cannot teach pronunciation i still cannot (laughs) use these american pronunciation books (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, South African, they do have a very, uh, I mean, obviously, Afrikaans is kind of a different side of South African English, but uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess living in South Africa is your husband. Maybe he uses the expression a lot. How's it?
1: Yeah, man, yeah. Oh
2: my god, that's hilarious. There's, there are so many. I like. I want to do a whole episode on some podcast about South African English because it's uh-huh. like it's fascinating. There's like, how's it? Like, what's up? And then the yeah, way exactly. people say, um, um, they like now or now now or just now. Like those three phrases have completely different meanings.
0: Sure, sure. And so
2: that yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. <laughs>
0: Awesome, well let's get this podcast on the road because otherwise gonna be here speaking all day and uh just so you know, uh how's it? I guess it, would you say that is like what's up in South Africa? They say yeah. how's it?
2: Yeah. It's exactly like what's up. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Cool. Alright, so uh we're gonna get this podcast rolling, so let's quickly jump into today's
1: shout-outs. You know you make me roll out, kick my
0: Okie dokie, so for today's shout-outs, I just wanted to really quickly say a big hey, what's up, and welcome to the community to our new group of students for the Fluent with Friends course. We have just closed registration for this new group of students, and we know you guys are going to really love this. We've been getting some great feedback from you already and we're just really looking forward to working with you guys. It's going to be a great experience, both for you and for us. And we're really excited to be helping you all on your path to English fluency using the TV show Friends. So, what's up? Thanks for joining us. And for those of you who would like to possibly join our next batch of students, which we're not sure when we're going to open registration again, but if you want to find out more... We'll post a link in the show notes of this episode. It is reallifeglobal.com forward slash 107. The actual number is 107. So that's all the shout-outs on our end, but Jessica, did you have any special shout-outs for, for maybe some IELTS Energy podcast
1: listeners?
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout-out to all our awesome listeners on IELTS Energy. They've been sending us lots of emails with super interesting questions. So um, yeah, please keep, keep communicating with us, guys. I love hearing from our listeners.
0: Oh <laughs> <Aww>, yeah. So <laughs> that's it for today's shout-outs. And let's move on to today's kick ass quote. Ah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kick ass.
2: All right. So my quote today, it's kind of, it's kind of bigger than a quote, actually. I'm kind of okay. cheating. So, um, as you probably know, the Women's World Cup is happening right now as we record. Um, the U.S. plays in a few days. So I'm super excited. My favorite soccer player is Megan Rapino. And she's been, in my opinion, the star of our team in the World Cup so far. So okay. she has a YouTube video. And the quote is the title of that. It's called, Being Yourself is the Most Important Thing. Um, it's, it's, le- it's under four minutes, this YouTube video, and that's her whole message is just follow your passion, be yourself, be who you want to be, be a positive person in the world and, you know, good things will happen to you. Just be honest with yourself and, um, be, you know, just be who you are. So I, I love it. I love the video. I love that quote.
0: <laughs> that's an awesome quote. Do you want to just repeat it one more time for those who may not have heard it the first time?
2: Yeah, so the title so Google it guys. Being yourself is the most important thing. If you just Google that on YouTube, you can watch this super short video and it it made me cry. Like I was so <laughs> like it's like I was so touched. I was so like excited that this role model exists for women that I was awesome. like, Oh, she's amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> We can, we'll even uh, we'll add that link into the show notes of this podcast. So cool. we'll also add the link to uh com forward slash 107. You guys can see the link there and all the info about today's podcast. Okay, that was a very kick-ass quote. Thanks for sharing that with us today. And again, let's keep the podcast rolling and move on to today's conversation topic. What What you talking about?
1: What you talking about? What you talking about? What, you talking about? what you
2: talking about? Okay, Jessica. All right, so today we're going to talk about four myths about ielts speaking
0: first of all before we get into the myths can i quickly just pick your brain a little bit yeah uh we don't really do much preparation for uh courses and these kinds of things at real life but Mm -hmm. what is ielts just for people out there who aren't really too sure about this course and why they would want to possibly do this course in the future
2: yeah, so IELTS is the International English Language Testing System. Um, if your goal is to go to an English-speaking university um, or immigrate to Australia, for example, then oh. you have to take this test to show your English ability. So um, you guys might have heard of TOEFL; that's the American version, and IELTS is the British-Australian version. Um, but it is accepted all. All over the world. I mean, I live in Portland, Oregon, and we have two IELTS centers here. So there's between 200 and 300 students taking this test every weekend just in Portland.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And these are all, um, are these all people who speak English as a second language? That's the whole purpose of the test?
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's to prove that you have enough English ability to go to an English-speaking university. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, there are some native speakers that also take it um, because in order to, like, immigrate to Australia, like I said, or be a nurse in England, then mm-hmm. you you also have to take this test regardless of where you're from.
0: Okay. Even if you are a native English speaker, that's pretty crazy.
2: I know. It's super weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I guess this... this this course does cover all aspects, you know, as much as a actual test could cover. I guess it's just um, reading, writing, speaking. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So it happens all in one day. Um, You show up in the morning. Usually the test starts at 9 a.m. Then you take listening, then reading, then writing. And then in the afternoon, you come back to the testing center and you take a speaking test. Um, That's the main difference between IELTS and TOEFL because on IELTS, you actually get to speak to a real person. Um, Instead of like TOEFL, you're on a computer, which is kind of weird. So I mean, Uh, like that that would be odd. So from, from my view, IELTS is a lot more straightforward and so it's easier to uh prepare for you know Mm -hmm. like it's um it's more it's it's more measurable I think when you're trying to prepare so yeah um I think I mean it's a difficult test of course but if your goal like you have these huge goals right to go to this university to move to another country then unfortunately you have to do well on this test
0: (laughs) Uh, for sure for sure yeah, and I know that, obviously, today you have this great topic, the four minutes about the actual speaking part of the test. I mean, I know that most of my students, people that I've worked with in the past, I mean, here I've, pre- I've worked more so with, uh, with TOEFL, but, uh, you know, it seems like speaking is the part where people have the most problem with, or at least they're kind of more anxious about the whole speaking part. They don't know what's exactly. expected of them. Like you said, they have to go and speak to a computer. That sounds horrible.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's why I chose this topic. Because I think um, just just the idea of speaking English to a computer or to <laughs> a, a native speaker, just, just the thought of that makes people nervous. So mm-hmm. um, my idea, and you know, one of the reasons for the podcast is to sort of take out the mystery. So you know what the test wants, you know what the examiner is going to say, um, and you know how to get the score you need. Okay, so um, that's, you know, that's one of the things that um, that's one of the points. Actually, one of the myths is that people think you have to be perfect to get a good score. Um, Like people freak out about grammar, you know, Um, when luckily, I mean, grammar is just one thing you're graded on on the test. And it's not even the most important thing. And. A nine is the highest score you can get, and even a nine for grammar, you can still have some mistakes or slips like a native speaker, because everyone Mm -hmm. makes mistakes, you know?
0: Yeah. What do you mean by slip in this case? To have a slip...
2: Yeah. So um, a slip is uh, like a mistake that a native speaker would make when it's like an accidental sort of mistake, and you know it's a mistake, um, yeah. and you could go back and correct it, but you still made a mistake. Like, I mean, I'm sure you do. I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I'm well, talking. anybody who anybody who's listened to this podcast long enough would hear all <laughs> the the amount of mistakes we all make on this on this show. So yeah. yeah. for Yeah. Sure.
2: So that's, I mean, that's, that takes a big pressure off students, I think, if Mm -hmm. they, if they just have this knowledge that you don't have to be perfect. Um, Examiners are not listening for perfect grammar. What they're listening for is like different sentence structures. So that's Mm -hmm. more important than actual grammar mistakes.
0: Okay. And what would be like sentence, like just an example of some sentence structures that they could, they could, you know, understand what that really means in this case?
2: Yeah, I'll give you a couple examples. So I think one of the easiest, um, the, the easiest way to have longer sentence structures is to use linking words. Okay. And but, however, um, you know, also nevertheless. So these will automatically combine your sentences and then you can think about conditionals. You could think about relative clauses, you know, the the woman who lives next door to me is the most wonderful neighbor or something. Okay. <laughs> something like that.
1: Okay.
0: So looking at how you actually construct the sentence and like, instead of like, if the grammar is correct, if they're, you're actually there trying to use it and you put it in all together in a, in a, a, a way that kind of flows.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's a perfect way of thinking about it in a way that flows because what the examiner is listening for is your ability to communicate your ideas, not being perfect. Just if it, in fact, you know, if the examiner can understand you, if does not have to like try to figure out what you're saying
1: Uh you're
2: you're like automatically at a six at least (laughs) so (laughs) like it's it's not as hard as it seems you know just Mm -hmm. don't worry too much if you're relaxed you're gonna do better if you're confident you're gonna do better so this is one way you know just to have some more confidence is that you don't have to be perfect guys (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. just be yourself right like the the Soccer player said, "I forgot her name right now." I'm exactly. Sorry. Oh,
2: that's okay. <laughs> Megan Rapinoe is her Megan name. Megan Rapinoe. Don't
0: forget. Okay. Just kidding. So,
2: um, well, your team's doing well too. Australia's doing well, aren't they?
0: Um, I have no idea. To <laughs> say the truth. I have not followed it at all. <laughs>
2: that's okay i'll forgive you i'll forgive you um yeah so anyway just be yourself that's that's totally important if you show the examiner that um you're relaxed you're comfortable you know you could laugh sometimes mm-hmm. um you're you're gonna get a better score because your pronunciation is going to be more relaxed and easier to understand okay, okay. um so that's that's another point. We'll say this is point number two. Is that okay. some is this myth
0: number two? Now we're moving on to the myth two.
2: Yeah, myth okay. two. It was a it was a natural segue okay,
0: into, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> into myth number two. Is that um, for the pronunciation? Students think that they have to sound like a native English speaker, like an American or like a British person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely not. You can get a seven or higher for pronunciation if you use emotion in your voice. And that's okay. that's seriously it. Like,
0: What do you mean by emotion in your voice?
2: <laughs>
1: emotion <laughs> in your
2: voice. Um, yeah, so um, I think a lot of students get nervous and they st- ca- talk like a robot on the test. And, like, that sounds terrible. If you talk like a robot, just all one level, um, you're going to get a five for pronunciation, okay?
1: Okay.
2: The easiest thing is to... Have some intonation. Your voice goes up, your voice goes down. I mean, if I just naturally speak dramatically, like my voice is all over the place. (laughs) Um, So there aren't like strict rules to follow here, guys. So that's why this is the easiest part of the test to increase your score. Because all you need is to follow your own instinct about your voice going up and your voice going down.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess, you know, how... They couldn't really be that strict on your accent anyway because, I mean, Mm -hmm. the English language itself has so much diversity in regards to different accents. We're just talking about people from South Africa, your husband's from South Africa.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, that accent is so different if you compare it to an American or a British person.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you pick like five native speakers, all with completely different accents, they'll all still get a nine for pronunciation. So uh-huh. that's, you know, your, your goal isn't to sound like a certain accent. I mean, that's, that's too hard anyway. Like, why bother? Um, your, your accent reflects your personality. I mean, I don't speak like every other American. And, <laughs> you know, you, like you were saying before, your Australian accent isn't super strong anymore because it, yeah right like reflects your life and what you've mm-hmm. been doing so
1: sure.
2: let your accent just be what it is like if as <laughs> long as the examiner can understand you, you're not, you know, like dropping all your S's or slurring your words or something, Mm -hmm. Um, then the most important thing, once, you know, you're understandable, then just be yourself, relax, use some emotion. You can laugh like it's not a super formal environment. You can you can relax like you can chuckle, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) chuckle. What does chuckle mean?
2: (laughs) That's what I just did. (laughs) Chuckle is like a little laugh. You know, just a yeah. little funny laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuckling. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I've I've worked a lot with... Uh, obviously, I'm located right now, I'm in Brazil, and a lot of uh, my students here, they're very worried about their accent. And I mean, who's to say that you can't have a Brazilian accent when speaking English? I mean, it's totally comprehensible. They, they're pronouncing all their TH sounds perfectly. It's just that we can hear a little bit of a Brazilian accent. But like you said... It's just that they're being themselves. It represents who they are, their culture, things like this. So
1: Mm -hmm. I really think
0: people get too stressed out about how their accent sounds because they sound too much like a Brazilian or a Chilean or Argentinian. Um, Well,
2: I think like most of these myths, um, all these myths actually, kind of boil down to just like just be yourself and relax because that's really how you're going to make your score improve if you're freaking out about things you don't have to freak out about um Mm -hmm. you you know you're just hurting yourself so um yeah freak out
0: what does freak out mean
2: yeah, freak out means to panic. <laughs> I keep
0: asking you all these questions. No, that's that's <laughs>
2: great. They're good learning learning points. Um, yeah, freak out is to panic to just worry too much.
0: So the the myth number two, just to summarize this, is that accent and pronunciation are a separate animal of different things.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I guess yeah, like to summarize the takeaway of this would just be. Don't worry about your accent. It's fine. It's more important to be yourself and be relaxed and use emotion in your voice.
0: Awesome. That's great. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, we can move on to number three. Okay. I guess. Yeah. It's so. Plus that myth. <laughs> we're just we're shaping minds. We're blowing minds right I now. I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think another myth that people have about these um, high-level tests like TOEFL, like IELTS, is that you have to use formal academic vocabulary all the time. Oh, um, sure.
0: Is that not true?
2: Definitely not. If you if you look at the um, the questions in part one and part two on the speaking test, they're very informal. So it would be really weird to answer formally. Um, I'll give you an example. So, like (laughs) a normal part one part one question would be, um, "What do you enjoy doing in your free time?" Right? Like super easy. Um, So if you answered this formally, you would be like hmm, that's a very interesting topic. I am of the opinion that I like bowling or something. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. super weird. It is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, and that, you know, that's going to bring your score down because you're not using vocabulary correctly. So it shows that you, you don't have vocabulary to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to hurt your score.
0: Yeah. I guess that does also cut into your, your ability to un- understand a, a certain situation as well. Like... I've noticed this in my own language learning and like, you know, when you walk into a situation and you're not really sure if it is a formal or informal situation, you're not not sure if the language you're using is formal or maybe you're actually using language that can be offensive to people you have no idea.
2: Yeah. So I guess it's just
0: like the the (laughs) consciousness of the language you're using and how it's perceived by the people around you, right?
2: That's true. And, you know, a lot of these... um, Preparation tips and these language strategies are not just for the test. I mean, like, how boring and useless would that be? No, it's, <laughs> it's you know for the rest of your life. Also, if you're in a job interview, that's a formal situation. Use formal, polite vocabulary. But if you're, you know, just meeting a friend in a bar, you know, talk, use some slang. You don't have to use complete sentences, even like <laughs> be, you <laughs> just know. <laughs> yeah, just just grunt and look at the sports on the TV. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Again, guys, as I said, like just relax. Right. So, the speaking test is in three parts. So you can be you can be a bit relaxed. Use slang. In fact, if you want to get a seven or higher for vocabulary, you have to use some slang, some idioms. You mm-hmm. have to show me that your English is bigger than a textbook. You sure. know. Mm -hmm. Um, so just use some of this sort of native speakery
0: (laughs) vocabulary,
2: (laughs) stuff like we've talked about today. Native speakery
0: vocabulary. There you go. You just, uh, (laughs) you explained it in the best way ever. Native speakery. You just like invent some words and you'll be fine. That's what real natives do.
2: Native speakery. T-M if you use it you have to pay me now no i'm just kidding <laughs> so um yeah but um if <laughs> if you if you listen to this podcast again and you could write down some of these phrases that we've said like freak out if you use that on the exam the examiner is like oh wow you know this this kid knows some english this is mm-hmm. awesome
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> great yeah
2: so yeah so that was myth number 3 so just be careful and Speaking part one and part two, be relaxed, use some slang and idioms. Part three is more formal, so that's your chance to show more formal vocabulary. So just think about the question and how you should respond naturally.
0: Okay, so no swear words in part three. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say no swear words at all. If you <laughs> if you see some of these examiners, I mean there's there are a lot of young examiners like me for sure, but there are examiners who have been doing this like for 30 years and they're okay. like old and smelly blazers. <laughs> like I don't I think if you used a swear word, they would mark yeah. you down. So, okay. let's just let's stay away from that.
0: <laughs> no no f-bombs throughout the whole test then.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may you may you may win if it's a younger person, but I'm not going to, like, give that okay. as advice.
0: <laughs> okay. So, if you do do that and you don't pass the test, don't come complaining to us, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. It's not our fault. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. So, those first three myths, they're all kind of about kind of about, like, relaxing, being yourself, being present, knowing what is expected of you, and you know, just, yeah, being yourself and being confident. So, this fourth myth is um, strictly test-related. I think those first three myths we could carry out into real life, but this last one, guys, is um, strictly about speaking part two. So, um, the instructions for speaking part two are that you have to talk about a topic for one to two minutes. That's what the examiner says. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. That's that's a total lie. If you only talk for one minute, your score, like, plummets quickly. It goes down, down, down. So, basically, in part two, guys, don't worry about the time. The examiner keeps track of that. You just keep talking until the examiner stops you.
0: Okay. So, just be a... Uh blabbermouth until the examiner says, okay, man, shut the hell up now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because
2: that's that's what the person will say also. Examiners are super mean. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, just no, scare the no, people just... now.
1: <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So, it, I mean, the topic is always personal, right? So if you're preparing for this test, just practice talking about a variety of topics for two minutes. Just, you know, just practice that one task. And that's going to increase your fluency. That's going to help your ideas flow, right? In English, just getting these ideas out Mm -hmm. in English. Um, that's a, that's a practice technique for anyone learning English, I think, is to just practicing, practice, keep going, you know, just get those words out.
0: Yeah. Even just speaking by yourself at home or recording your own voice, just talking about any random subject I guess, right? And yeah. even I know in some of these tests people are like, Oh, but I don't know what to talk about. It's, I mm-hmm. think you, you have to it's and it's perfectly fine to do this is just to invent like maybe a story. Even if like the story yeah. isn't exactly true, that's not what they're testing you on. You just just keep exactly. talking, just make up anything.
2: Exactly. I give I give that advice to my students all the time, actually. Um And we practice it at class. We practice mm-hmm. like like improv and just making stuff up on the spot <laughs> yeah. Um because it's true. Like maybe you don't have a personal experience with this topic. IELTS doesn't grade you on your ideas. I don't care if you're lying to me. I don't care. <laughs> like, we grade you on your English. So, um, to talk is better than not to talk, right? Sure. So, like, in in the speaking and the writing, this is important, like, Even on the writing, you can make stuff up. You can just pull research out of nowhere and be like nine, you know, according to a recent Harvard study, nine out of (laughs) ten women play soccer. Like, whatever. You can seriously make it up. And you know what? Honestly, like, examiners, well, I think examiners kind of like it if you do that because it sets you apart. You know, it makes you noticeable and it makes the examiner interested in what you're saying. It's like, oh, like, I want to hear this person talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: sure. And maybe they might have, you know, a little bit of an extra liking towards you because you were very creative and they might
2: Mm -hmm.
0: bump up your mark a little bit because of that, Do you think?
2: Totally. I mean, of course, um, I can't say that for sure because... Um, you know, you're supposed to, there are very strict rules of what you're graded on, but grading, writing, and speaking cannot be completely objective. That's impossible. So Mm -hmm. help your score any way you can, you know, (laughs) um, if you, if you want to tell a joke to the examiner and you know, the examiner, you can make he, she, or he laugh, then, you know, that's going to help your score because that helps the examiner relax and they're like, oh, you know, this, this test won't be hard because I want to talk to this person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, I guess that is a very big difference, you know, just thinking about it, the fact that you do have to have that conversation with the real person when you're doing the IELTS as opposed to the, the, the TOEFL where it's actually just speaking mm-hmm. to a, a computer and they're recording your voice. It is a more intense kind of experience for the, the the person taking the test. So yeah, that's some awesome yeah. awesome tips there, awesome myths that you have just busted <laughs> all over the place.
2: Thanks, I've been working <laughs> hard on them. No. Um <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been involved in IELTS in a variety of ways for over a decade. So um, I've sort of developed, you know, my own strategies and what I teach my students. And mm-hmm. I've really found what works and what doesn't. So... Um, that's, you know, I, I love talking about IELTS. I think it's, I think it's a good test. I think it's interesting Mm -hmm. and I think people can do very well. You do have to work hard, um, but it's not impossible. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a very reachable goal for you guys. If you, um, find, you know, the right course, the right materials, the right people to help you, like you can definitely get that seven or higher.
0: For sure. For sure. And talking about right... Materials, just one one last time for our, our listeners out there, where they can, where can they hear more about IELTS Energy?
2: Yeah, so you can find our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever podcast app you have. Um, IELTS Energy, that's the name of our podcast. And if you are interested in learning more about our strategies, you can go to allearsenglish.com.org. Forward slash seven, S-E-V-E-N. and that's gonna just ask you for um, your email, and then we're going to send you a free guide for the best IELTS preparation techniques. This is totally free. These are just Um, This is just a one-sheet guide that I made for you guys so you can prepare for IELTS and not waste your time. So um, sign up and we'll send you all that information. And then we can also tell you how to get to our course, which is amazing.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, definitely go (laughs) check that out, guys. We can add a link also in the show notes of this podcast. Again, it's reallifeglobal.com forward slash 107, podcast 107. Uh, yeah Jessica thank you so much for for joining us today I think we should probably wrap it up there otherwise we keep talking for another hour or so. Well,
2: maybe maybe you can have me on again and sort of bump up those female numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. for sure. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, it, doesn't, so-
2: it doesn't have to be about IELTS, just so you know.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Definitely. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely get in touch with you about that one, that's for sure. And yeah, so just yeah. one more time. Thanks so much for, for joining us. And did you want to maybe, I heard you want to, to educate some people about music in general, I wanted to play this out with a special song.
2: Yeah, so one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. It's wait, wait, from.
0: Who are the Beatles exactly? I'm not sure if I. Oh, shut <laughs> it.
2: No, you don't. Everyone should know who the Beatles are. I'm not talking to you if you don't know who the
0: Beatles are. Um, so... You're not going to pass the IELTS test if you don't know who the Beatles are.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to say it. You, exactly. You, you will fail. Okay, so um, it's from the White Album, and it's called Rocky Raccoon. The reason why I like this: Paul McCartney sings it, and it's a story song. A lot of songs that McCartney wrote were were stories. Like he was a real storyteller. So okay. I think if you're an English learner, it's good to to find these story songs because you could learn lots of cool vocabulary, and you could understand what he's talking about. You know, from start. Start to finish um, yep. it's just yeah it's one of my favorite songs rocky raccoon
0: all right well let's hear it rocky raccoon and thank you all, all you guys out there for listening and you will hear from us next week on real life radio can I get one more oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah
2: now she
0: and her
1: man we're in the next room at the A Rocky burst in And grinning a grin He said, Danny boy, this is a showdown But Daniel was hot He drew fast and shot And Rocky collapsed in the going And he let